0: Gabe Miller here and I want to personally thank you for checking out our podcast and I also want to encourage you to click the subscribe button so that each week's message will automatically show up in your feed. Another great way to stay connected with this is on our website at yourimpactchurch.com and on all of our social media outlets at Your Impact Church. I hope this message today encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you. Let's jump into the message. Church, come on, is anybody excited to be at church today? Why don't you look at your neighbor, tell them you look better in 2024. You look better in 2024. Come on, it's a, it's a fresh start, it's a, it's a new beginning. I love this time of year, there's so much, I feel like there's so much hope in the air, there's so much joy in the air, people are, uh, right now people are friendlier, come on. Uh, it's just a great time, it's a, it's a great time to be alive, it's a great time to be serving God. Uh, We're about to begin 21 days of prayer and fasting. I'm going to talk to you a whole lot more about that in just a minute. Before we do that, um, today will be a little bit different. Um, We're going to begin by praying for another church. And uh, so let's do that. And then we're going to jump into, uh, I'll kind of give you some, uh, a layout, an overview of where we're going today. So Lord, we thank you today for, uh, we thank you for Christ Community Church today. Lord, we thank you that uh, we know your presence is there. And Lord, I just pray that you would bless them, that you would, that you would bless their leadership. That you would bless Lucas, that you would bless their congregation, that you would bless everything that they put their hands to to build your kingdom, and we thank you for the opportunity that we have to build your kingdom alongside them in Jesus' name. And everybody said, "Amen." Amen. Well, uh, today will be today's not going to be as much uh, preachy as it is um, celebrating. And what I want to do today is this: we call this Sunday every year the very first Sunday of the year. We call it Vision Sunday. Because we look back and we celebrate everything that God did in 2023, or a lot of what God did in 2023, and then we look ahead in 2024, and I'm going to talk to you about prayer and fasting. I want to try to help you with that as we jump into that beginning tomorrow, and kind of give you some, uh, some tools, some handles, uh, some things that I think will help you. And then uh, also today, at the, uh, toward the end of the message, we're going to talk about um, our word for 2024, where I believe, uh, what I believe God is. Uh, preparing us for and speaking to our church for this year and kind of where we're going. Uh, So, as and I I want to tell you this up front, uh, today's going to be a lot of information, today's going to be a lot of numbers, and I want to to say this, and I think we have this on the screen, numbers aren't the goal, but numbers do tell the story of the impact that's being made. And so I don't want you to be offended by numbers. I don't want you to be worried about, about numbers. Come on, numbers, numbers matter. I heard somebody say it this way one time, they said that uh, that people are not numbers, but we do count people and we count things because they matter. Every number is a person and every person matters to God and everything that we've been able to do. Come on, we're going to talk about the things that we've been able to do because of your generosity in 2023 and just what God's doing through our church and where we're headed. And so we're going to talk a lot about that today. Um, before we do that, I just want to remind you that uh, in 2023 our word was dwell. If you remember this back at the beginning of 2023... Uh, We did this entire series on the word dwell, and we talked about things like, uh, I just want to remind you just what we were focused on last year, and this doesn't stop because it's 2024. These are things that you need to continue to focus on even in 2024, even though we're going to present a new word today for this year. Uh, We talked about how disciples deny. Come on, do you remember this? Disciples of Jesus. Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, you have to deny yourself. And you've got to take up your cross, and you've got to follow me. And I think we live, we live in a culture that doesn't want to deny ourselves. And we're about to deny ourselves for 21 days. And can I tell you, your flesh, listen, your flesh will not like it. Your flesh is not going to like it. Right now, you're excited. You're going to wake up tomorrow and to be like, ooh, I'm going to do this. 21 days of prayer and fasting. By day three, you're going to be like, who is God? Like, <laughs> I, what, like what are we doing right now? disciples of Jesus they deny their flesh we talked about how we need to walk with the Lord Um, I was going back through some of these messages and what we talked about at the beginning of last year and this idea of many of us want to run for Jesus but we never walk with Jesus we want to run for him we want to run our race but before we run our race you got to learn how to walk with him and you've got to learn how to walk with him while you're running come on how many of you know that while you're running there's got to be a moment where you sit down and you just spend time with Jesus and you learn how to walk with him. We talked about embracing the truth that the word of God is the, it's the sword, it's our weapon. We need to, we need to learn. Uh, we even said this last year, we need to learn how to let it cut us, that it's sharper than any two-edged sword and it, it's, it separates and we need to learn how to let it do that. We talked about leveling up in our, in prayer and in our marriages and in generosity. And we did a lot of that. We focused a lot on prayer and i I'm, I'm so excited about this season of prayer again as we begin 2024 because there's something so powerful about prayer especially when we get together corporately and we pray when we get together corporately and we 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 seek God together and then we talked about living in community focused a lot on community within our church in fact this last year uh was the most attendance we've ever had in groups throughout the week that we've ever had before and, and I think, and, and, and hopefully that's even going to go up this year, that there are going to be more people that see, I need community, I need discipleship, I need, I need this in my life. So I want to I talk with you uh, for just a few minutes uh, and give you some important information from 2023. And, and really, I like to take this opportunity to kind of give you the, the state of, of where we're at and what we've been able to do and what we've been able to accomplish and what God's been doing through us. Uh, just in some practical ways. So um, as, a, as a church, when I think about attendance as a church, um, I'm, I'm blown away at what God's, what God's done in our church and, and uh, just the people that he's surrounded, uh, that he's brought together to do his work. But as a church, um, we don't want to grow in attendance just for the sake of growing in attendance, <laughs> just to get more butts in the seats. Come on, can we say it that way today? Like we're not about we're not about that. That once once you get here, we have, like we believe that God has something for you, that God wants to speak to you, and that God wants to, you to be discipled, and God wants you to be in community and find family. Uh, but just to let you know, kind of the where we were at in 2023, our average attendance, average attendance in 2023 was 391 people on Sundays. Okay, this is just on Sundays. Our highest attendance of the year, not Easter. Our highest attendance uh, toward the end of the year was 501 people were gathered together between two services on a Sunday morning. Come on, I don't know about you, but that's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome what God's doing. Um, and, I, and I put this together just because I wanted to know what this was to, to just see what god's doing and the importance of listen the importance of when you serve and the importance of worshiping together and the importance of all these things that we had let me let me make sure i get this right so just on sundays okay just on sundays 20,290 people walked through the doors of this building on sundays alone in in 2023 we can't take that lightly this is, why, this is why we talk about serving, and this is why we talk about discipleship, and this is why we talk about, because, because if God's going to entrust us with people, then we want to be good stewards of what God's entrusted us with. Um, water baptisms. We saw, uh, we had three, I believe it was three, three or four, um, made new weekends. and We saw 24 new people uh, get baptized, water baptized in 2023. Come on. And a huge, a huge part of what we do uh, is serving God by serving people, serving one another on what we call the Build Team. And by the, by the end of 2023, we had 183 people serving on our Build Team. That's at the front doors, that's in cafe, that's in kids' ministry, that's on the worship team, that's uh, in iClub. 183 people giving of their time, giving of their energy, preparing for certain things. That's awesome. And I want to take a moment and say that this number, the 183 people is pretty cool. It's pretty awesome what God can do through 183 people. But at the same time, um, man, we're still in need of more people to link arms. And say, I want, to be a part of, I want to be a part of what God's doing. I don't want to just be a spectator. I want to be, I want to be somebody who gets on the team. I want to be somebody who is a part of what, of what God's doing in this house. And one of those areas, and I'll just tell you this, and we mention this from time to time, but as the church continues to grow, the the biggest area, the biggest need that we have is in kids ministry. It is because we don't see kids ministry as daycare. It's not child care. It's it's worship, it's prayer. It's investing in them. It's, it's building a foundation in their life. It's teaching them scripture. It's, it's very, very important. And so I want to encourage you. We have uh, our, our system for getting on a team here is what we call next steps. And if you've never been through that, we have one coming up in February. So it's the first two Sundays in February. And you can go through that. It teaches you all about our vision, how, who we are, why we do what we do, how we're structured, and how you can get involved and why it's important for you to get involved. So it's a lot of great information that, that we would love for you to do and be a part of. If you've been through that and you're ready to get on a team, then then you just let us know you're ready to get on a team. And we would love to connect you. There's nothing like serving with other people that builds relationship, builds friendship, builds community. Uh, even just like we talk about in groups, it's important. I think serving is just as important because you're around people and you're doing life together and, and you're having able to have conversations um, just want to talk about some of the things, uh, because of your generosity, that we were able to do in 2023. Uh, we have, uh, and you're probably familiar with this term, benevolence, which is basically uh, each year we're able to help people in emergency situations or people that are uh, in, assistance, uh, in need of assistance in our community, things like funeral expenses, the homeless, uh, rental assistance, food, um, just some practical needs in our community. And uh, just in that area alone in 2003, we were able to bless people through benevolence uh, help to the total of about $10,000 because of your generosity. So, uh, so give, giving people somewhere to be, um, people that couldn't afford something, emergency happened, and they lost a loved one, and, and they couldn't afford some of the expenses of that, and we were able to step in and help, uh, help people that are in our church in that way. Um, back in July, we had our largest Citywide Serve Day that we've ever had, um, so many projects, so many people showed up, and uh, we also serve every month through meals at the food pantry, the back to school event, uh, Thanksgiving baskets, share the hope. We talked about that that there was a few hundred people that came through share the hope, and we were able to bless back in December. And uh, so in, in in outreach and projects and things like that in 2000. In 23, we were able to put over $9,000 toward uh, those outreach events and projects to bless people in our community. And that's, that's on top of anything that came. Like with Share the Hope, we had other churches involved. This is just what our church was able to do, not including what other churches were able to, to be a part of as well. Um, when you think about ministry, uh, we believe in doing ministry with excellence. Uh, we believe that it's important to do it with excellence. Excellence is not perfection, but excellence is doing the best that you can with what you have. And that if we're going to do ministry as a church, we're going to do the best that we can with what we have. Um, so with events, I I kids, I club, youth, men, ladies, grow groups, celebrate recovery, all of those things. In 2023, we we're able to put over forty-one thousand dollars ministry in our church and in our community through things like that. And that's money that's being invested in your kids. That's money that's being invested in in discipleship. That's money that's being invested in. Uh, things that are important ministering to young people all those things missions um, every year as a church we we budget every year as a church we budget a minimum of 10 percent that we will give away so when you give every 10 percent of everything you give at least 10 percent we did we did exceed that because we love to go above that if if god makes a way but everything that Everything that comes in, a minimum of ten percent, is what is going out. Um, so, and we break this down. So, I want to give it to you in three areas. We break it down into uh, local missions, national missions, and international missions. And so, in 2023, we were able to give. Uh, it was almost fifteen thousand dollars internationally. So, this is this is missionaries uh, like Samuel Song. If you remember him, he was here uh, back in February of last year, I believe it was February or March. And uh, support for, for what's going on there in South Korea. Uh, we built uh, another home for a family in Africa. Uh, we, had, we were a part of rebuilding a church in Africa. And I think we actually have some of the most recent pictures. We have those pictures. This is what you were able to be a part of. And you can just kind of keep scrolling through those. Just different pictures that they've sent of the progress of this church was destroyed. Uh, it, was a, it was a disaster that destroyed this church. And they had nowhere to meet. And so somebody came to us and said, hey, would you want to be a part of this? And we felt like God was in it. And I think, how many more do we have? There's one at the very end that is, that is the coolest one, I think. That's it? There's not the one with the people? That's the coolest one. <laughs> that is the coolest one with all the bricks on the ground. All right, so maybe we don't have it. Alright, so there was one, uh, we'll put it on social media or something so you can see it. But there was one with all the people that gather in this church and they were all there in front of the building that was, as, it was, as it was being built. And it was just a way that they sent that, the pastor wanted us to have that to, just as a way to say thank you uh, for what, what your giving was able to do in another part of the world. Listen, you may not ever be able to go to Africa, but you've been there yeah. because you gave. Right. You've been there because you were generous. You've been there because you obeyed the Lord when the Lord said, hey, we'd, like, I want you to give this. I want you to be a part of this. I want you to, to invest in this way. Uh, there's another organization, Ethnos 360. Uh, there are missionaries, Nathan and Kelsey Brindle, if you remember them. Back when we were at Heritage Hall, they came when they were about to head to Papua New Guinea. And we blessed them then. We were able to give to them then to meet uh, the goal, I believe it was, that they needed to meet to be get over there. And then we've continued to do that every single year, and so we've, uh, we continue to invest in them. Word of Life Bible Institute, which is in South Korea, teaching, teaching the Word of God to, uh, to those in South Korea. We were able to invest this year for the first time in that school, and some remodeling that they're doing so that they can bring in more students and things like that. Um, national giving, we were able to give almost $15,000 just nationally to places like uh, Pure Hope Foundation, which is helping ladies uh, that are coming out of sex trafficking, um, building homes, building cottages, and things like that, so that when they come out of that, when they're rescued out of that, that they have a place to go. And uh, we actually received, it was pretty cool, he sent us, we were able to go visit this, uh, this Pure Hope Foundation on location a little while back. And, uh, and after we were able to be a blessing to them, he sent us a video message Uh, just saying thank you, and he wanted us to tell you guys thank you for what you've been able to invest in them, helping them continue to build that ministry where they can house and and, uh, help them find jobs and and learn different things. He was sharing that uh, some of them are beginning to get their driver's license, and so part of what they're wanting to do is be able to get them vehicles so that they can begin to learn how to drive and and get places on their own and become more independent, so it's just a lot of cool stuff that's going on there. Uh, There's an organization called uh, the Denver, hey, <laughs> we found it. So this was, this was what they sent with all of them um, as they were out in front of the building, just as a way to say, they wanted to take a picture just to say thank you for for what uh, you guys were able to do, so that's cool. I'm, I'm so glad you found it. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's a, uh, an organization called Denver Gap Year. And uh, this is a place where uh, people, where students, they experience this Christian community. They live in houses together. Um, they're learning how to combat injustice. They are serving at local nonprofit organizations in this in-between year. And uh, we were able to be a part of the ministry that's going on there. Uh, many of you know we planted this church through ARC, which is the Association of Related Churches. And every year they are bringing in uh other pastors that have a vision, a dream in their heart to plant churches, local churches in in the states and even around the world. And uh, everything that is invested uh, in them goes specifically to church planting. And then every church that's planted uh, invests back into the next church planter. And so uh, it's a way that everyone keeps paying it forward so that more life-giving churches can be planted around our country and more people can continue to be reached, and so we were able to sow into that, which which I absolutely love, um, because of what they uh, what they meant to us, and how they helped us when, when this church was getting off the ground, and it was just incredible what they did, and to be able to pay that forward to somebody else is, is just a cool thing, and then locally, um, we invest the most locally, because we really love our community, we really love our city, and we really love what, what God is doing here, and want to be a part of it, and not only do we serve locally a lot but we were able to give uh, it was almost $44,000 locally to organizations not reinventing the wheel we're not about reinventing the wheel we don't need to start something that's already started we just want to get behind and and how can we push forward the people who are doing the things that that God has called them to do and so um, there was a, many of you remember this, there was a, a local church in Ambia, if you know where Ambia is, a little bitty community, and there was a couple that we were able to meet with. They needed, they needed funds to be able to finish out their new building, their new church, because the other one was, was basically falling apart. And uh, so we sowed into that. They, they told us, hey, we need, we need this amount of money to finish it off, and because of your generosity. This is the cool thing about um, how God works through his people is that when opportunities are presented because of because of the generosity of the people, we're able to say yes to things. We're able to say yes. We can help you. We can we can bless you. We can help you finish out your building. Right. Um, there's a, a Christian school in Shakota that uh, we were able to help them uh, try to finish out their building as well. A Christian school that just got started. I think this year is this the first year? Okay. And uh, so we were able to sow into that and help them. Um, the Paris Pregnancy Center, Downtown Food Pantry, Bogota Food Pantry, Roxton Food Pantry, Adult and Teen Challenge, the Paris Transitional House, um, which, is w- which is so cool. Lucas, if you know Lucas, Lucas is really involved with that. And, and uh, it, it's men that are coming out of prison and helping them kind of get back on their feet and get back into, have a place to live and kind of get reacclimated. Um, impact Paris. Um, there was actually a local family that uh, is in need that we were able to sow into, and then um, one thing that, as we were meeting as elders toward the end of the year, we really felt we really felt called to do was to use some of the uh, some of those funds to be able to help uh, true widows in our area, and so uh, that's something that we're that we're really wanting to uh, amp up even more. Is just being a blessing to those um, who have lost somebody, and they are maybe either raising kids on their own or maybe they're older and they can't do certain things. And how can we be a blessing? And how can we give to that? And how can we go and serve them? And how can we be a part of that? And so uh, some of some of your giving is going specifically to that. Um, just a lot of there's so many things, so many things. We don't have time to talk about all the things that God has been that God has been doing. One thing though that I, I just totaled all of it up just because I was curious and I want to show you. But because of your generosity and we're talking about helping people in emergency situations, missions giving locally and nationally and internationally and all these things we've been talking about um, we were able to, it was about $134,000 that we were able to put toward, toward our community and people in our community and organizations in our community and uh, helping to plant new churches. I mean, all of these things. The, the, the homes in Africa, the church in Africa, all of these things. Um, so I just want to say, um, seriously, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for continuing to make it possible for what God has given us a vision to do yeah. to actually happen. Yes. Because without so many people coming together and grabbing a hold of it and saying, you know what, I want to build the kingdom. I want to build the kingdom. I believe in building the kingdom. And this is how we're building the kingdom together. There are people. Listen, there, there are moms that are a part of this, the pregnancy local pregnancy center here that you have touched that you'll never know yeah. you touched mm-hmm. because you gave. Yeah. I mean, we, we take for granted so often coming into a building like this and to be able to give and, and build a, a, you know, rebuild a church in Africa for a group of people that just want a place to worship. Yeah. I mean, you may not be there physically, but you've been there. You've been there. All the churches that are going to be planted this year through the same organization we planted through, they're going to be life-giving churches that are reaching people. You have a you have a part of that. Yeah. You do. And I know sometimes it's hard for us to see that. Sometimes you feel like sometimes you feel like, well, I'm just I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do and I'm just giving and I'm this and that and there's a lot of you that you're even obedient even above you know, percentage giving and all of that—that that, um, that really makes a difference. It really does make a difference. And so, we just want you to know what you've been able to to be a part of, or some of what you've been able to be a part of in 2023. Um, just a couple other things as we talk about 2023, uh, we were able to hire Michael on staff as associate pastor, and uh, I'm <laughs> and I'm I'm grateful for that. Uh, we're still believing God in 2024. Um, and when you hear our word for the year in just a few minutes, uh, you'll know kind of where this stems from. But I'm believing God in 2024 for a new space for ministry and services, a $5 million miracle. Come on. I'm telling you, you might think I'm crazy, but it's only crazy until it happens. It's only crazy until God says, Yep, yep, you're building my kingdom. You're building my kingdom. You're seeking me first. And you're building my kingdom, and it's not about you, and it's not about you, and it's not about me, and it's not about Impact Church. It's what is God telling us to do, and I'm believing that it's gonna happen. Amen. In 2024, amen. One way, uh, another way that, that you can be a part of what God is doing in 2020, or 2020, 2020 2024, is by going uh, go on the mission trip this year. And I wanna talk to you about this for just a moment, and then we're gonna shift gears. A little bit Um, we're going to be going back to the same location we went to last year and let me tell you the reason why there was a there was a law that was passed in Jamaica to where they're trying to move so we were at an orphanage last year in central Jamaica and they're trying to to set it up to where these kids if they don't have certain housing and certain things that these kids will have to move so once they hit a certain age they may have to move all the way across the country to a different orphanage and leave everybody that they know, and all of their friends that they've made there, and the people that have been taking care of them for the last three or four years, that ha- that have really built relationship with them. But there was a way to there was a way for that not to happen for this orphanage, and that was they needed more housing. They needed they needed more dorms. I think it was three total to be able to have a space where when they age out of this age group, they have another lo- they have another dorm on the same site. They have another place where they can go. And, and staff that are there to serve those kids. And then when they age out of that, they can go to this and they don't have to move. They don't have to leave their, their surroundings and all of that. And we were able to be a part of that beginning in 2023. So for those of you that went, we were working on, um, they were framing in a dorm underneath another dorm that was gonna house uh, another age. And then now the vision is for this year and maybe next year, is to actually build two new uh, facilities on that location that will house um, when they get to like the, I believe it's the teenage years, to where there'll be one for the boys and one for the girls. And when we left Jamaica, it was probably like a month later, and we were talking about it, and I told Amanda, I said, I just feel in my heart, I just, there's something inside of me that is saying we need to commit to see that through until it's finished, and so we're going to be a part of going back this year to, uh, to be a part of phase two, if you will, of trying to get that done. Because they have a time limit they have to get it done in. Otherwise, it doesn't work. So they've given them a grace period to make sure they get all of this done. And it's people like us going there and helping them do the work. That's the only way that it's going to actually be accomplished in the short amount of time that they have to do it. So... Um, January twenty-first, right after the second service, we're going to have a meeting. If you're interested at all in going on the mission trip, you want to hear more about it. You want to get information. How much does it cost? What, do we, what does that look like? Then we want you to stick around, or if you come to the first service, come back after the second service and uh, be a part of that meeting and decide. Hey, is this what is this what God wants me to invest in for this this coming summer? Um, and then the last thing I'll mention up uh, before we kind of shift into. The month of January is if you want to lead a group this semester, now's the time to get in. You heard it in the announcements this coming, this next weekend. Uh, if you're interested, need more information, already know you're going to lead a group, we want you to be a part of that meeting um, so that you can get ideas, you can get information. If you need information, you can make an educated decision on whether or not you feel like um, that's the thing that, that you want to do this semester. And uh, I want to shift gears just a little bit and I want to talk to you about the intentionality of the month of January. So uh, you've heard us, if, if, you, if you became a part of this church at any point in 2023 and you missed last January, uh, the most important thing I could tell you is that January is always intentional. Um, we don't do groups in January, we don't do a lot of things in January because we pray and we fast in January. That's what our focus is, is giving God the first part of the year. And uh, I want to talk to you about just the intentionality of that, what's going to be happening And uh, I want to talk to you quite a bit about fasting in particular, and I want to help you with that as we jump into that. And so I'm going to kind of do it backwards. I'm going to start at the end of the month. So at the end of the month, January 28th, we've got our night of worship. Uh, It's going to be how we end the fast together. So we're going to fast and pray for 21 days, and on that Sunday night, we're going to come back. We're going to have a night of worship. It's always a powerful time. It's it's one of my favorite things that we do all year long, where we end the fast together in that way. So Sunday, January 28th at 6 o'clock, we want you to make plans to be here. Uh, make plans to join us and be a part of ending the fast in that way. Our give big Sunday or give big offering. So as a as a church, we begin uh, every year, we're obedient to the Lord. Um, and one area, one area that I, f- I just feel so strongly, Jesus, and you've heard me say this before, Jesus said, the Sermon on the Mount, he said, when you pray, when you fast, when you give. So it wasn't a, if you decide to pray and if you decide to fast and if you decide to give, he was saying, hey, this is what my followers do. They pray and they fast and they give. And then he gives instructions, all that. Well, we take that and we pray and fast and give at the beginning of the year. And it's kind of like a first fruit, like put your seed in the ground type of offering. What is God telling you to give to him at the beginning of the year in the area of your finances? And I mentioned this a few weeks ago, that we don't talk a lot about money as a church, but we're not afraid to talk about money as a church. Because money, um, Jesus talked a lot about money. He talked a lot about our possessions. He talked a lot about our possessions having us. Like you can't serve God and money or mammon or this spirit that gets a hold of you. You just need more and you got to hold on to it. And I can't give it away and I just got to use it for me and I got to consume it. And sometimes we get into this mentality where we're, we're uh, you know, everything, uh, we have this consumption assumption that everything that I receive is for me to consume. And that's not the way that the kingdom works we receive so that we can be a blessing and one of the ways that we do that and we honor God at the beginning of the year not with a numerical goal not with anything like that other than all we say is just hundred percent participation I would just ask you I would ask you two things ask the Lord what he wants you to do and do something put some kind of seed in the ground at the beginning of 2024 and ask the Lord what does that look like for me and my family at the beginning of 2024, to honor you in this way. And so we're going to do that. And if you, wanna, if you know what that is, we've been praying about that. We've been talking about that. If you know what that is already, then you don't have to wait until January the 28th. But we set aside that, that day as a day that we all kind of do that corporately. Whether it's online, if you do it online, there's the Give Big Offering tab that you can do that. And that way it, it goes specifically toward that. But, but ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. I, I will unapologetically ask you to ask God what he wants you to do. Yeah. Not for the benefit. Is it, is it going to benefit other people? Is it going to go into ministry? Of course it's going to go into ministry. It's going to be. And I'll talk to you on that day kind of some ways that where that's going to go and how it's going to be a blessing to people and, and what it's going to help accomplish. But it's not about the number. I'm telling you, if I, if I could just get it through people who are afraid, you know, you ever, you ever just been like, well, the church just needs my money, church just needs my money, church just wants my money, God just wants my money, God just wants my money. God does not need your money. Amen. God wants your heart. And the reason why Jesus spoke so much about money is because money is the main thing that starts getting your heart away from God. It is, like, it is the number one competitor for your heart is your possessions and your money. The things that you have. And God says, I want you to recognize that I have given you everything. Well, I worked for that. Well, the Bible says that he's the one who's given us the ability to make wealth and to do all the things that we've done. So it all goes back to God. Everything goes back to God. And God says, will you, will you listen for my voice? And will you be obedient in this area of your life and honor me? So we're going to do that on January the 28th. We call it Give Big Sunday. And, uh, and then I want to talk to you about... Uh, 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. We begin every year in this way. Um, we, we pray and we fast corporately as a church. It's going to be January the 8th through the 28th, so it starts tomorrow, and it ends on January the 28th, that night when we come here for a night of worship. Um, this is a way that we realign with God's plan and desire for our lives, and there's no better time than at the beginning of a year to get to realign Realign with what God has for your life I know many of you It's kind of a natural thing That as the year ends We begin a new year You begin You know You begin getting in scripture more You begin asking the Lord What is this year going to look like Like we naturally begin to do things This is one way that we do it corporately And we do it intentionally So I want to just answer some questions About fasting And I want to try to help you And I am And, and for some of you You're going to think I already know this I've already done this before That's fine I, I want to help you If you are not familiar with fasting, you've never fasted before, maybe you're like, what does that look like? What are we going to do? How's that going to work? I want to try to answer some questions. So the first one is, what is fasting? Now, one definition of fasting says this. Fasting is essentially giving up food or something else for a period of time in order to focus your thoughts on God. Fasting is not about, um, I, I believe that you can fast for things in your life. I think sometimes when you're believing God for something, sometimes you you, you incorporate a fast into that. While you're praying about that, you, you will feel prompted to fast as well about certain things. But fasting is not a way, it's, it's not us doing fasting so that we can get what we want from God. It's about aligning ourselves with God. It's about denying ourselves of the things that distract us and pull us away from God and aligning ourselves with God's plan and God's vision and getting God's eyes and all of those things. And so that's what fasting is. So what does fasting do? Now, I, I was looking up some things, trying to figure out the best way to word this and communicate this. And I came across some things that I've, I've kind of jotted down and I want to talk to you about them. Uh, just a few things. What does fasting do? I think fasting and prayer can help us hear from God. It helps us hear from God. When you remove distractions, you can hear better. Listen, it works in every way. If you're sitting in your living room and the radio's on and the TV's on and your phone is playing a podcast and you're like, God, I want to hear from you. If you turn off the TV and you turn off the radio and you turn off the podcast and somebody else's voice and... and and you say, God, I'm, I'm just going to focus, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to focus on you, I want to hear from you. It, it allows us, fasting, your flesh does not like fasting, but fasting sheds some things out of your life. It, it flushes some things out of your life so that you can begin to hear God better. And here's what I don't want you, I don't want you to go into it thinking like, okay, Monday you start fasting and then you're mad on Monday night because you're not hearing God. keep doing it and i promise you you'll feel it you'll feel th- like things shifting like you you know you eliminate some food that you normally eat from your diet and other things that you're eating that are healthy start to taste really sweet we've noticed like and it works that way in every area like the longer you do it the more sensitive you become to what you are focused on And when you're focusing on God and you're eliminating other distractions from your life, you become more sensitive to the voice of God. It happens. Um, Fasting and prayer can reveal our hidden sin. Maybe there are things in your life that you need to repent of or you need to remove permanently. And maybe, maybe right now you don't even, you don't even recognize it. You don't even know that it's a thing right now. You don't, know, you don't know what that thing has been holding you back from spiritually in your life. But as you fast and pray, God will reveal those things to you. And you'll start to feel like, man, I need to, I, man, I need to repent for that. I need, to, I need to ask forgiveness for that. I, need to, I probably need to remove that from my life permanently and not even go back to that. Because it makes us sensitive to those things. Fasting and prayer it can strengthen intimacy with God. When you're being intentional to spend more time with the Lord, your intimacy grows just like in any relationship. When you're setting aside things and it's like, you know what, instead of watching TV, I'm spending time with God, your intimacy with God begins to grow, right? Fasting and prayer can teach us to pray with the right motives. A lot of times we pray differently toward the end of a fast because our hearts are aligning with the Lord's heart, and so we begin to pray when you're really asking God, like, align my heart with your heart, give me your vision, give me your eyes, the more that you do that, and as time goes on, then I, a lot of times you begin to see the way that you pray change. And no, you're no longer praying for what God can do for you. You begin praying for other people, and you begin praying for the lost, and you begin praying for the people because, because you're getting the heart of God. And, and God is like, this is what I'm about. And so he begins to pray that through you. Fasting and prayer can build our faith. When you see God moving in your life and begin to get his vision, it builds your faith. When you see God do something in your life through fasting and prayer, it, it, it builds your faith. When you see somebody come to the Lord during 21 days of prayer and fasting because you were praying for them specifically for 21 days and then God does something in their life, it's like your, your faith is energized. It builds your faith. So fasting and prayer can do several things. These are just a few. And I love the way that one, uh, one article that I read, It said it this way Not only does fasting and prayer help us focus on God, but through that time it brings us closer to Him and changes our hearts. When we fast and pray, we are taking time away from a meal or an activity to devote our entire being to focus on God. We find we are more sensitive to the voice of God, more attuned to hearing what He has to reveal to us. And that's what God wants for you. He wants you to be able to hear His voice, He's speaking and when you fast and you pray and you deny yourself of some things you become more sensitive to his voice you become more like you're in tune with him it's like you tune into his frequency because you eliminate all the other frequencies in your life so that all you can hear is the one that god has for you here's the next question what what should i fast what should i fast um, obviously, the most important thing that you can do is ask the Holy Spirit what you should fast. Ask the Holy Spirit what you should fast. But uh, there is a structure that we've used for several years now as we've done this corporately. If you're not sure what else to do, I think this is a great place to start. Um, January the 8th through the 14th, the very first week, so starting tomorrow through next Sunday, uh, we'll be fasting caffeine and sugar, sweets, things like that, okay? Removing caffeinated drinks, removing sweets, removing... Um, all of these, and, and I always hear from people every single year that s- for for some people, maybe a lot of people, this is one of the most difficult things, because you we like our caffeine, and we like our sugar, <laughs> and, and I think this is a great place to start. If you don't know what else to do, do this with us, okay? This is what we're all going to be doing together, but ultimately, ask the Lord. Ask the Lord, what do you want me to do, okay? Now, in with this, I do have to tell you, for the next three weeks, okay? Today, so until we come back on February the 4th, after today, there will not be coffee and donuts in the lobby, <laughs> okay? So maybe you need to tell your friend that normally comes and sits by you at church and, and wants that donut. Like, hey, next Sunday, it's not going to be donuts, it's not going to be coffee, Right? Because we're we're fasting and we're trying to, we're trying to, we're not going to ask that we fast caffeine and sugar and then provide it for you on a Sunday morning when you come to the door. All right? We love you too much to do that. <laughs> Some of you are like, it feels like the opposite. You're taking it away from me. But for the next three Sundays, we won't have the coffee and donuts. So just want to prepare you for that. So you're aware you're not caught off guard next week and come to church hangry. Can't worship the Lord because... You didn't see the donuts. January 15th through the 21st, so the next week, the second week, right there in the middle, uh, we're going to add a food element. Now, these build off of each other, so we don't stop one to start another. We start with caffeine and sugar, and then week two, we add in some kind of food element. Now, some examples of that could be um, one meal a day, all right, and maybe lunch every single day. If you already don't eat lunch every day, it's probably not what you need to fast. (laughs) Okay, I'm just throwing that out there. It could be one meal a day. It could be dinner. You know, instead of eating dinner, we're going to gather around. <laughs> we're going to gather around, and we're going we're gonna to read the Word together. We're going to do a devotional with our kids. We're going to, you know, do something during that time instead of eating that meal. could be a Daniel fast, um, which is basically fruits, vegetables, water, um, anything that, that grows from the ground, basically. So no meats, no sweets, things like that. You can look that up and get a lot of information on Daniel fast. You could add that in. It uh, could be sun up to sun down. I've, I've known people that have done that before. As long as the sun is up, then they're in a complete fast, water only. Um, and then when the sun goes down, they may eat dinner together. One thing I would encourage you with is if you do that, um, don't overeat at dinner <laughs> because you were fasting all day and you're going to celebrate your fast all day by eating too much at dinner and making yourself sick. Um, don't Don't do that. Or it could be a complete fast, and you may, you may feel like the Lord is calling you to, to just liquids only. You know, you're going you're gonna to drink water only, or you're going to have water and Gatorade, or, you know, something like that to stay hydrated, but, but you're going you're gonna to fast. You say, Lord, I'm, I'm just going all in. I'm going all in. I want to hear your voice. I want to be more intimate with you. Um, I'm cutting this out of my life. And then the last week, the 22nd through the 28th, is technology. Technology, we always, we always end that last week, we add in technology. Um, what, what are we talking about when we say technology, okay? I know that some of us, myself included, use technology. We use computers and we use phones to do our job. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the extra stuff. So remove regular TV watching. When you would normally sit down and watch, you know, six episodes of your favorite Netflix show, come on. <laughs> maybe you turn on a message, or you you open up your Bible, and instead of that, I'm going to open up my Bible, and for the next hour, I'm going to read God's Word, all right? You're going to have to push through the awkward, I'm just telling you. You're going to have to push through because it's uncomfortable, and we're not used to it, but it's worth it, and we're going to push through it, okay? So maybe you remove regular TV watching, remove secular music. You know, it's like, man, when we get into that, I'm only going to it's only going to be worship music. It's only going to be, you know, whatever. And you may feel like the Lord leads you to never, like that. We I've actually had people tell me that after they went into that part of the fast, they came out of it and they said, I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, I don't even need to go back to that. Because it's feeding the wrong thing into my, into my heart, into my soul. Here's one more example that I'll mention on technology. It's remove social media. So, for forever... <laughs> So, so even even as a church, um, that week we're gonna remo- You won't see announcements and things posted on social media because, as a church, we're we're getting off social media. Man, like social media may be one of the biggest things to get off. Like it's a distraction that keeps us from uh, keeps us from. So come on, delete delete the Instagram app. Delete the Facebook app. Delete the Snapchat app. Delete, like delete the things that you know are going to distract you, and put the Bible app with our 21-day devotional that we're gonna be doing together right at the top of the screen so that every time you're tempted to do that, you click on the Bible app and you're gonna get on there and you're gonna read God's word. And here's the reality: the Lord may want you to do all these things for the entire 21 days. So some of you we're talking about okay, we're gonna start with this, we're gonna build into this, we're gonna build into this. And you may walk out of here today and the Lord says, I want you to do all of that for the entire time. I want you to get off social media for 21 days, not seven. I want you to I want you to, to do a Daniel fast for 21 days. I want you to eliminate that. And it's going to be a little bit of a struggle and your body's going to be screaming at you, but I want intimacy with God more than I want the things that I desire in my flesh. That's what we've got to keep in the, we've got to keep that in the front of our minds, okay? And one of the most important things that I can tell you as you prepare to, to, to fast is to push past the difficult moments. Push past the difficult moments, okay? You're going to want to quit. Pastor, be more positive. I'm positive <laughs> that you're going to want to quit. You're going to get up tomorrow, and if, and if you're, and listen, we, and this is another thing, we're like, man, if we could get 100% of our church to fast and pray in January, it'd be awesome. Okay? I'm asking you to consider it. It's, it's actually a biblical, spiritual principle. It's a spiritual discipline. That's why it's difficult, because it's a discipline. You're going to want to quit. It happens to me every single year. I'm telling you, you get fired. You're gonna wake up on Monday and you're gonna be like, "We're doing it, we're doing it." You're telling the kids, "You're like, we're doing it." Put your Nintendo Switch in the basket. Put your phone. You know, like you're gonna like you're gonna be like, "Man, we're doing it, we're doing it, we're in." And five days in, ten days in, you're gonna be like, "What are we doing?" I, and it's because, listen, it's because those things. Listen to me have a hold on you this is about to reveal what has a hold on you it's because those things have a hold on your life that whenever you start to eliminate it for three days and seven days or whatever and you're like i need coffee you know (laughs) like i need meat I need my social media, I need my fix, I need my whatever. It's because those things have had a hold on your life and we're going to eliminate the things that have had a hold on our life so that we can allow God to have a hold on our life. You're going to be tempted to quit. You're going to be tempted to make it easier on yourself. But here's here's what you have to do. Here's what you have to do. You have to pre-decide. You have to pre-decide. You have to decide today while you're still eating, that for 21 days, I'm going to eliminate that. I'm going to deny myself of that so that I can draw closer to the Lord. You have to pre-decide. Pre-decide that you're going to stick with it. Pre-decide that you're going to push through. Pre-decide that you're going to finish strong. Here's the next question. What should I read? What should I read? Now, we put this together. Can you throw that graphic up on the screen? I, I would recommend some of these things. Now you've seen these going out, a lot of these going out in um, in the, the text message. If you don't get the text messages from the church and you want to get the announcements and things that are going on, you can text impact to 97,000 and you'll get those things every single week. But this has already gone out with the links. If you've gotten those, there's a link where you can click on it and it takes you right to where you can purchase it and get it to your house in two days or three days or whatever it is for you. So Draw the Circle is one that we've done before. It's a great devotional. It's 40 days. It's not 21 days. But it's a great way, even after we're we're wrapping up the fast, to continue for the next 19 days reading something and continue to feed your your spirit in that way. Um, Jensen Franklin has some great resources. He has a fasting book. If you're interested in learning more about fasting and understanding more about it while you're going through the fast, that is a fantastic resource. There's a fasting journal that you can get as well. Uh, this book right here, I recommended this last year. This has only been out for like a year. Um, It's called Pray First, and it's all about, it talks about prayer and fasting, but it's also, uh, it really focuses on praying and praying first. Like prayer is our first response, not a last resort. And so that's a great resource to get. And then we're going to be doing, it's been out in text message, and it's going to be on social media. There's a link you can click on it on the Bible app That'll take you right to the devotional we're going to do for 21 days, and you'll be able to comment on there. Every day we're going to be reading it starting tomorrow. You'll be able to comment on there, and uh, we'll see each other's comments and learn and grow even from each other and, and what we're reading in Scripture and through that devotional as well. So I want to encourage you to get one or all or whatever you feel like the Lord's leading you to do, but just some great resources that you can get your hands on that'll help you during these 21 days. Here's the next question is, how do I incorporate prayer? Um when you desire what you're fasting, pray. When you, when you want what you made the decision to give up, pray. Let it be a trigger that I, when you would normally get on social media and not even think about it because it's just your go-to. That whenever you're tempted to do that and you see that you've deleted that app from your phone. Let that be a moment where you pray. Okay, God, I've given that up, and I'm going to take a moment, and I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask for your strength. I'm going to ask for your guidance. I want to draw closer to you. Use that as a moment to pray. Be it, all, be it all of our prayer services. They start tonight. I know the fasting starts tomorrow, but we always start first Sunday prayers tonight. Next Sunday evening from 6 to 7, it's just one hour. We have prayer guides that we're going to give you. There's going to be a prayer topic, scriptures you can read. Like, if, if you're like, I'm not sure what it looks like to pray corporately, don't not come because you're afraid you don't know how to pray. Okay, it's not anything weird. It's not anything crazy that's going on. We just pray together corporately and individually. We have scriptures we can read. We encourage you to journal. But be here tonight from 6 to 7, next Sunday from 6 to 7, and the 21st from 6 to 7. And then on the 28th, we have our night of worship. But the next three Sundays, including today, come back at 6 o'clock for one hour, and let's pray. Let's learn how to pray. Let's connect with God in that way. We're going to be praying for our families. We're going to be praying for our city. We're going to be praying for our nation. Uh, I already mentioned we have prayer guides that we'll give you. They're totally free. Um, We want to give that to you as a resource to help you know how to pray. Or if you're not sure what to pray, it gives you prayers that you can pray and kind of guide you through that. Um, But here's what I want to encourage you with before we move into this last thing really quickly. Is don't choose the easy road. Don't choose the easy road. You're going to be tempted to walk out of here and choose the easy thing. On day seven, you're going to be tempted to, okay, we committed to that. Maybe it's too much. We need to choose something easier. Do what God tells you to do and do it all the way. Don't choose the easy road. Um, I want to read this. This First Chronicles chapter 21. And I love. Um, and I'm just going to skip right to the very end of this, starting in verse 24. It says, but King David, just so you guys know, because I know there's more to that. But King David replied, no, I insist on buying it for the full price. I will not take what is yours and give it to the Lord. I will not present burnt offerings that have cost me nothing. Can I just encourage you as you go into these 21 days of prayer and fasting? Let's just have the resolve within us to say, I will not do something that does not cost me something. I'm not going to bring to God something that does not cost me something. That's why I said earlier, like, if you already don't eat at lunch, is it really fasting if you decide you're going to fast lunch? I mean, are you bringing God something that costs you something, or is it taking the easy way out? Listen, don't take the easy road. Don't take the easy road. One commentary made this statement uh, that is the perspective that I want us to have And I want us to get today as we head into 21 days of prayer and fasting. He said this, If our churches were infused with this kind of attitude toward God and Christian service, we would have fewer problems. David understood that sacrifice isn't sacrifice if it doesn't hurt. Likewise, service isn't service if it doesn't cost you something. It's an attitude. It's a mindset. It's a decision right now that at the beginning of the year, I'm going to give God my best. I'm going to give God my best. So, I want to encourage you again, don't choose the easy road. Do what the Holy Spirit tells you. Worship team, you can come back up. And I want to end um, and just, I won't spend a lot of time on it today because we're going to spend the next several weeks on it. But I want to let you know um, what I feel like we've reflected on 2023 and we've talked about the month of January. And I want to share our word for 2024 uh, that from this moment on, we'll have it up here on the wall beginning this week and it'll be a reminder every single day last year it was dwell this year are you ready some of y'all been you've been waiting for 45 minutes for this point in the message (laughs) Um, I feel like our word as a church for 2024 is the word receive I think it's the word receive Um, it was back in August that uh, we were praying we were on our time off and man, this word stuck out to me like it was in bold letters, that that it's all about receiving. Now, we're going to learn how to receive what God has for us. Not necessarily earthly things and worldly things, but we're going to learn how to receive what God has for us. What does God have for my life? What has God already provided for me that I just need to receive? And here here are verses... Uh, for this word, it's in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him. The one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Two things I want you to notice really quickly, and then we're going to sing, we're going to pray, we're going to be done. Two things I want you to notice about these verses. Listen, God gives it, we receive it. God gives it, we receive it. So we're going to talk about for the next, the next several weeks, uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to be in a series that, that I want to call Agree to Receive. Because I think there are some things that God wants us to receive, but we have to get in agreement. We have to actually agree to receive what God wants to give us. We have to agree to receive what God has already put before us in 2024. And so we're going to do that. We're going to be in that series for the next several weeks together as we begin 2024 and we're going to learn how to come into alignment in certain areas of our lives and agree to receive what God has for us and what he's spoken to us. All right, will you stand? Today, I know today's been a little bit different, not as much not as much preachy as just information, but I want to help you because we're about to do 21 days of prayer and fasting and I want you to I want you to feel equipped. I want you to have resources, I want you to have tools, I want you to have all these things. And so here's here's how I want to end and then we're going to sing this song. In fact, our uh, our prayer team can go ahead and come down if you guys are, are ready. As I was as I was praying this last week and, and thinking about this word for the year, um, I was asking the Lord how to end this service, and I think he led me to write down some things that I want, um, I want you to say with me as we head into 2024, okay? Um, so I want you to repeat them out loud. Some of you are like, well, this is weird. No, well, there's power in saying things out loud. There's power in declaring the word of God and declaring things out loud. So here's, so I want you to say this. Say, I am rested and now I'm ready. I'm going into 2024 expectant. I expect to receive from the Lord. I expect miracles to happen. I expect my life to change. I expect to be a blessing to others. I expect to receive more than I've ever received. I expect to give more than I've ever given. I expect to bless others more than I ever have. I have the mindset to receive from the Lord. And I come into alignment with His plan for my life. I will agree to receive everything God has for me this year in Jesus name amen come on can we give God praise today so I want you come on all over this room let's lift our hands come on we're gonna sing and if you if you have a need in your life and you want to receive prayer when we when we begin to sing this last song you can come down and receive prayer But I just want us to bless the name of the Lord in this house one final time on our way out today. Can we do that? Can we begin 2024 at the end of this service just blessing God together? So, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what you're speaking to our church. Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do over these next 21 days as we set ourselves apart for you and we deny our flesh and we lean into you like we never have before. God, we bless your name in this place today. And Holy Spirit, if there's any person here today who needs prayer for anything in their life, I pray that you would draw them for prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.